Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the Earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery that all started with a big bang. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you choose to listen to this podcast. I'm Dave Rizicki, and welcome to The Heart of Teaching. So today is a, it's a really good day. I get to interview a good friend of mine, a colleague who's just won a, a very prestigious award, Mr. Joe Muse. Joe, can you uh, tell me about the award and uh, the, uh, I guess, the, the whole process of you being nominated and uh, what, what it entails? Thanks, Dave. Um, I won an award from the Canadian Association of Physicists, uh, and it's an award for excellence in teaching high school physics for the BC and Yukon region. Um, it's designed to recognize teachers who are getting students inspired uh, in the field of physics and finding ways to help other teachers get inspired about their own their own craft. Um, I have some. I'm involved with the BC Association of Physics Teachers, uh, and some people there told me, based on the work that I've done in the past, that I should look into this award, um, and they started the ball rolling for me. Very cool. One thing I'm going to add to the listeners who may not know you, obviously, uh, as well as I do, but I've got a niece that had some challenges several years ago, and in addition to that, you uh, you taught her. And I think for me, one of the most important things isn't necessarily just what you did in the classroom, but how you helped my niece, and uh, you were always there for her. Whether it was in the morning, whether it was lunchtime, it was, uh, you were always made yourself available. And that was for all the students. So in my world, that's huge. So I'm going to ask you a, you know, a relatively important question right off the bat, considering uh, you know what the intro music is. Do you watch The Big Bang Theory? Yes, I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right. Got to ask you a question. So that stuff on the Big Bang Theory, we've got Sheldon Cooper and the other doctors doing things with regard to physics. Is that real stuff or is that fake? Almost all the science they talk about uh, is very real uh, and it's all grounded in real stuff. I mean, they take it, you know, two degrees past uh, what probably the current knowledge is and try to theorize some stuff. Uh, but it's real physics. And it's real stuff. Okay, so I can tell you that uh, the comic book stuff is real. And uh, here's a fun fact for you. The comic book stuff, if you ever notice, it's always to do with DC characters like Superman and Batman because it's actually um, the producers are Warner Brothers and they also do all of the DC. So there's no Marvel stuff. But anyways, there you go. They do bring in the Star Wars stuff. They do. Which is owned by Disney, so it's countered there. But you're, you're right. Yeah. They do. Good for you. I'm not quite sure how they slipped that one in. That's awesome. I, did, I didn't even think about that. Here, I thought I had, I had a fun fact. You just threw one back at me. Good for you. So you've got people that are listening. Um, how do you define physics? How would you explain physics? Physics is a way of seeing the world around you. Um, you know, sort of the, the definition really is about like motion and forces and how those things interact, but really it's a way of visualizing and understanding what's going on in your daily life. I talk about physics in my classes and try to make it applicable to like the real world. And I, I, I cycle a lot. And so, you know, one day I'm riding home and I wipe out on wet leaves and it's because there's a lower coefficient of friction, right? And so there's finding examples of real life physics or, you know, you go to open a door why isn't the door handle in the middle of the door instead of at the end of the door, right? At the end of the door, you get more torque, and so you can actually open the door more easily, right? So it's finding ways to apply science to the real every day. That's awesome. I never really thought about that. I don't know if I quite like the example of wiping out on your bike. You've done that, though, haven't <laughs> oh, you? Oh, I have, yeah. For sure I do. I, I, I hate people that leaf below their leaves out into the road. <laughs> All right. So in your classroom, what are, what are some of the cool, cool things that you do? What, what do you do in your classroom that's kind of fun? So physics, of course, has to be about math and problem solving, um, but it's trying to get hands-on as much as possible. 
And so, for example, we talk about forces and Newton's laws and inertia, and they're all, they're all very conceptual stuff. But it's more fun to get a bunch of mallets and a bunch of bowling balls and have kids try to hit bowling balls around a course in the classroom to understand how forces apply in that context. You actually have, where do you get the bowling balls um, from? I actually went to a bowling alley and said, hey, I'm a physics teacher. Uh, are you willing to give me some old bowling balls? And they said, here's some. Yeah, totally. Okay, have you ever had uh, have you ever had anyone like question some of the experiments that you're doing and stuff? Like, go, oh, wow, this is way out there. Or, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My, I mean, there was one time we were getting rid of our Christmas tree at our at our old place, and you know I, I could drag the Christmas tree through the hole through the building, but then I'd leave needles everywhere that I have to vacuum up. Right. So I said to my wife, we should drop this thing off the deck because we live right above the parking garage, and I'm like, she's like, that sounds reasonable, and I'm like, and you should film it so that I can use it in the physics question. <laughs> You did that. Oh yeah, you filmed it. Yeah, so that, that that's the kind of stuff that you know. If you're a physics teacher, you're always looking for opportunities to, to build physics stuff. You you could be a guest on the Big Bang Theory. You know that, right? <laughs> you could be a guest. So you've got students in your classroom, kids that may be taking physics. You know, at university, what are some of the, the fields that some of the kids that have got a, a physics degree or you know, some of the information that you you've been teaching? What are some of the fields that they may be? Able One to of the it? cool things about physics is that it has really universal applicability. Um, physics as a way of thinking is all about problem solving and thinking on your feet and trying to rationalize and compartmentalize things around you. So it's actually interesting because people that go into MCAT, go, into med, go to med school or to law school, um, some of the highest scoring fields are actually physics on the L side and the MCAT entrance, exam, uh, entrance tests. Really? Yeah. Um, and so I see physics as, you know, I hope that some of my students go on and take a pure physics field. But there's lots of applicability if you have high school physics, just in terms of how you a way of thinking. Very cool, very cool. So, as a physics teacher, and looking at you know application and uh, people wanting maybe going to med school and things like that, what what do you see with regard to the students that enroll in your classes? Do you see more young men, or hopefully more young women as the years have progressed? When I started here, um, we were about twenty percent in my first year of physics teaching. 20% uh, female in my physics classes. Uh, since then, it is nearly 50%. Um, and the total number of people taking physics has almost doubled. Cool. And that's got to be because of the, the word getting out that some of the cool stuff that's in there. Yeah, I think so. And there's been a real push um, from the broader physics community about encouraging women in physics. Um, and I'm actually involved in a program called Step Up um, that is designed a bunch of lessons um, to particularly encourage women to pursue physics as a career. I like that. That's very cool. So what do you do extracurricular physics stuff? Uh, the two big ones that we do are the CANSAT competition. So in this case, students build a, a small satellite essentially that fits in a soda can that gets launched to a, a kilometer up and then it takes data on the way down. Um, and so we were the first, uh, the first Canadian school to take part in this in 2019 and we went to, got to go to Italy to compete. Um, and the other big one we do is students on the beam line, where students go to the synchrotron facility in Saskatoon, so it's a, a particle accelerator, um, and conduct their own original research. Cool. Which leads me to a question um, with regard to the award that you won. I, we were talking. Did you do you get to go somewhere? What what's the sort of the swag that you got from your yeah, award? Yeah. So um, in a post-COVID world, yes, um, I will get to go to a physics facility and do research for a week. Oh. Um, within Canada, which is kind of a really cool opportunity. Um, you know, I, I went into, into teaching, but there's always part of me that, you know, thought about research, to, you know, as, as another career avenue. Um, so an opportunity to go do that is really cool. 
uh, and then some money to spend on physics related things. Very cool. Very cool. What is, some goes in your classroom, what does a typical lesson look like in your class? Um, well, doing lots of hands-on demo type stuff like the, the bowling balls, like we said, um, or getting them to try to model a system um, using, I mean, my classroom has a lot of uh, random equipment in it. And so we'll establish a principle and I'll say here, find the equipment, try to prove the principle works. Um, so that's one of the, one of the things we do. Um, there's a lot of problem solving and description of, um, of the math of physics, but also a real focus on the conceptual side and having students actively discussing with each other uh, is an important part of how they come to understanding. Very cool. Is there, in all the years you've been teaching, is there anything you're particularly proud of regarding the, the students or experiments or highlights? I guess the, certainly the, the trip to Italy would be one. Yep. Is there anything else that stands the, out for you? The, the Beamline program is really tremendous. Um, at the end of that, so students do research they, for, a, for a day, collecting data, then they build a presentation, um, and they get that presentation sort of torn apart by the people that are overseeing it, and they build it, build it back up again. And then at the very end, they do a presentation to about 40 senior scientists at the light source, oh, wow. people that are experts in this field, um, and they, they very much hold their own in those presentations. And we've, we're on our third group of that on the go right now. So. Wow. Is there, so someone's thinking, they're listening to this and they're going, wow, I'd like to do that. I want to be part of that. Is there any advice you can give to someone thinking about taking physics? Um, I think just, you know, be willing to embrace, um, embrace the idea that physics is all around us. Um, it's also been a field that has been traditionally um, considered to be challenging and sort of inaccessible. And that's one thing I really try to counter is sort of parents who had bad experiences in their own high school time um, trying to, inf you know, telling their kids, oh, physics is so hard. Or the fact that, you know, you say, oh, I did terribly in physics sort of sets the stage for them to not succeed. Right. And sort of changing attitudes is an important part of it. That's, uh, yeah. That's, that's so important, so important. Role models, any role models for you? My brother. Um, really? My older brother. He did his undergrad degree and wanted to go into med school and didn't get in. Um, so he did his master's degree in biochemistry, didn't get into med school, did his PhD in biochemistry, and then eventually got in. Um, and so he has a PhD in, in biochemistry and he's a gastro, pediatric gastroenterologist. Um, and he does really cool research uh, looking at diseases, inflammatory bowel diseases in children, um, and does some really cool work. So, did you think about pursuing something in the medical field, perhaps? <laughs> or? Medical is not my thing because I uh, I'm very squeamish when it comes to to needles and blood. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I, we won't get into the details, but that's right. I remember that whenever the needles are, are there, uh, yeah, there's some yep. challenges. If I'm getting a flu shot, I lie down because I know that that's what works for me. So. All right, all right. We'll we'll pass that one. Um, <laughs> Funny stories, anything comes to mind? Any funny stories? Uh, interaction with students is what, is what I find fun and funny. Um, every year there's something that, that becomes the thing that we laugh about. Um, I won't, there's some secrets that I, I can't give away because it's, it'll spoil it for students that go into, get into the room. So okay. there's some events that happen, but it's, yeah. All right, question for you. Advice for teachers, young teachers going into uh, sciences. What would you? Uh, what advice would you give to some of the uh, the young teachers who are listening right now? Um, so I say that you know look for opportunities and really dive into them. Um, I've been really lucky to go to some cool places because I thought, hey, I'll apply, and I don't know if didn't know if I'd get in, get accepted, um, but turned out getting to go to CERN um, 
the Large Hadron Collider is the biggest physics experiment in the world, and I got to spend two weeks there in the summer of 2019 because I saw an opportunity and went after it. Very cool. Question for you. Favorite food? Lobster. I'm an East Coast at heart. Really? Favorite color? Orange. Favorite sport? Ultimate Frisbee. Favorite movie? Difficult question. Uh, Rogue One is right up there. Um, You're Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars yeah. fan. Um, and the third movie of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the Lord of the Rings book, and there's one tiny aspect of that movie that I wish they had done differently, but it's otherwise perfection. Favorite TV show? Of all time, probably Lost. Oh, okay. I, I absolutely yeah, yeah. love that show. Yeah. Um, and recently, The Mandalorian. It's the, you think it's it's the big so? topic of discussion in my house all the time. Something that no one knows about you that you may want to share. And this probably goes back to my, my fear of needles. Um, I was actually born with a hole in my heart. Oh, wow. That I had operated on when I was two. Um, so there's a, a Dacron patch in between my ventricles and my heart. 100% um, healthy, um, but it definitely was a shaping experience. Or it definitely shaped a lot of my, of my childhood. Wow. And you're well? And oh, yeah. 100%. All right. Something else the, some of the listeners may not be aware of. So uh, Joe doesn't just work in the classroom and with all this cool stuff as well. He puts in his time on the, uh, on the fields. We, um, we have a very successful ultimate program. And I think when you started that program, there was only, what, a handful of kids that were participating? Yeah. And right now, I think you've got well, probably well over 100 with, uh, with the amount. So it's huge. It gives kids an opportunity to do some stuff. So Joe, congratulations. You know what? I appreciate this. Uh, I admire what you do in the classroom. And uh, you just keep, uh, yeah, just keep winning those awards. You're, uh, you're, you're certainly due for them. This, is, uh, this has been Dave Rizicki. I'd like to thank my producer, Nathan Rivers. This has been The Heart of Teaching. Please take care, be well, be safe.